What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Real quick before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And we have Ribsy as our guest today. Hi, Ribsy. What up? What up? How's it going? I first want to say we feel, we feel like this is way overdue, obviously, but also <laughs> I want to say you just got married. Congratulations, oh, first man. of all. Woo. I did. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. Well, so exciting. Technically, I was I got married in March, but it doesn't count until you have a party. So yes, that exactly. was last weekend. <laughs> Pandemic wedding. I know all about it. <laughs> exactly. Um, for our listeners who may not know you, do you mind giving us a background on who you are, how you get in photography? Yeah, definitely. So as you said, I'm Ribsy. I'm from New York City. I'm from Uptown Washington Heights, uh, where all the Dominicans are at, with my people. <laughs> yeah, and basically, I, I do a lot of different things nowadays with regards to photography. Um, obviously, on my own, I have you know very big passion for film photography, shoot lots of different cameras, film formats, always messing around with something. Um, and I do lots of darkroom printing as well at home. I've been to a darkroom once, but everything else I've ever done was has been in my bathroom here in wow. London. Nice. Uh, and that. that's color, black and white, um, all kinds of random messing around, you name it. And yeah, so so that's what I like to do specifically. But I also, I do a lot of YouTube stuff as well. I've got a YouTube channel that I've been running since February of last year. So nice. just before the pandemic, I decided to jump in. And then the pandemic was in some ways a bit of a gift when it comes to YouTube. Yeah. Um, so took advantage of that. And then Instagram. Yeah, I'm on Instagram all the time. A lot of photography stuff, but also just kind of documenting my everyday life, usually like what I'm eating and like what crazy stuff I see in the streets. So yeah, photography's in and out kind of all over the place, but I just try to connect with people as much as possible by putting stuff out there, talking, you know, engaging, all that kind of thing. That's so cool. Cause I, I can't believe it's only been a, a year. Like I, I feel know. like I've been watching your channel for a pretty long time. That just seems crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I put out tons of content last year um those first three months of the pandemic really allowed me to like sink in to, mm. into youtube real good after having started just a month before and then once i saw people like actually liked engaging with me and were enjoying the content i was like all right well i'm gonna make a lot more of this so yeah i think it's like 120 30 videos since wow. i started wow <laughs> Man, I wish I had <laughs> that. You're making me look, I've Man. been doing at it for like five years and I have like, I don't know, 60 videos or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm neither good looking nor extremely talented. So I had to just, you know, get in front of people's faces as much as possible. So they decided to like me. <laughs> I love it. Now, are you are you like a, a one man show? Or you ha- do you have people helping you with the YouTube? Because you're it's it's very well done, I will say. Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, yeah, basically one man show. I 
recently for my most uh, kind of passion project series that I started called Feasting on Film. Yes. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah. yeah. For that, I do have someone follow me around with the camera. One of my homies, Nick, who I pay. You know, it's not no free labor <laughs> here. Um, but besides that, I do everything. I Honestly, the worst part is, well, worst and best part, I, I develop on my own film and I scan on my own film. I, I just like doing it. And also, you save a ton of money. Mm-hmm. But if, if I decide I'm going to make a video for, let's say, Thursday and I go out shooting today... Between now and Thursday, I have to scan and develop all that yeah. film, yeah. and it just becomes a, a lot of work. So, so it's a lot of work. Like I, I enjoy doing it, but like I'd be lying if I said that it was easy because it definitely isn't. It is. It is work, and yeah. I, I think the first I'm trying to think. I think the first batch of videos that I saw of yours was you printing the the color prints in your bathroom, mm-hmm. and like I'm a you know I'm a bathroom printmaker yeah. as well. well I haven't been <laughs> since I moved back home but like I I love that and it and it I love yeah. people that share that as well because I think a lot of people don't do that stuff because they think it's not possible to do exactly. from your home you know and then you yeah. I mean I've only ever messed with the black and white at home and then you're doing you know colored stuff and I'm yeah. just like dude's <laughs> got it going on like I love this no you're totally right yeah yeah what started that whole thing yeah no I so I went to the darkroom once like in like February. And I actually live across the street from a really popular dark room here in London. Oh, called, wow. uh, it's called Photo Fusion. And they share a, a space with a store called Parallax. So a really good film photography community. Oh, I, literally yeah, I've heard of that store. Across yeah. the street from me. So I went to Photo Fusion once. Um, I did some black and white printing just because I was seeing all this stuff on YouTube. And I was like, I got to get my hands on this. Then pandemic hits. And I was like, all right, well, I can't go to the dark room, which would be the perfect thing mm. to do. Like, you know, oh, during the lockdown. So I started just going online and trying to see how hard is it for me to do this at home. And I think what you said earlier is is the important thing. Like a lot of people don't try because they think it's really difficult. Yeah. And, you know, it, it really is not difficult. And I mean that in, in a 360 point of view, like the actual printing itself to get started doesn't have to be difficult. You know, you're not going to be Ansel Adams overnight. But the point yeah. is you can yeah. get stuff done. And then equipment wise, all this stuff exists. Literally all of it exists in people's homes. People buy it, people get excited, and people stop doing it, and they want to sell it. Older people who've had this stuff for 30 years are trying to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of stuff out there. So you can just jump on that. And, and you know, with, with 100 bucks, if you search long and hard enough, you can literally get everything you need for black and white. Wow. Like That's crazy. All of it. Yeah. yeah. And, and then the other thing was, like, I was doing a lot of research, especially for color, because I was like, how the hell does this work? And I'm not going to lie to you, the internet was not the best for that, because all these forums, everybody's like, oh, if you can't control temperature your prints aren't going to work and you shouldn't even bother doing it. Printing at home is not, it's not like a, you know, a, a, a light activity. You really yeah. got to do this, this way, blah, blah, blah. And it's just not how I operate. I think that's why I like <laughs> film photography. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I like messing around and I like just kind of going with the flow, you know, there's basic principles, but then kind of experimenting with them from the, from that initial kind of starting point. And that's exactly what I do with color. And I was shocked the first time I tried to print, I got an image immediately. It was blue, but the point is, I got an image <laughs> yeah, and I was, was like, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. something happened and, you know, all I have to do is figure out how to not get it to be blue. And then, you know, an hour later after sweating a lot in the bathroom, <laughs> here I am with a print that looks like what it's supposed to look like. And I was like, holy shit, we're in wow. business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. I love that. And and it's so true, especially with the with finding gear and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. I can't tell you how many things were just given to me, you know, like darker trays and all, you know, and, and then larger, just like it's out there. You just got to. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's getting a little harder to find because, I mean, this film sure. photography thing is is crazy right now. Like we yeah. Yeah. years ago, <laughs> like a couple years ago, it was like, man, it's really blown up. But now it's like, now. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Which is, I mean, blessed. I- isn't that isn't that crazy how we thought that? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like five six years ago, we're like, wow, mm-hmm. it's like, and and now we're like, it's like a whole another level. All the yeah. kiddos are doing it now. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. Crazy. I don't I don't even know about that. Like five six years ago, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally, it was irrelevant to me. Wow. I did a lot of photography. I started doing photography maybe I don't know nine ten years ago, but it was all digital. Yeah, and literally like not a peep about film photography for a good five, six years. Yeah. Like I, I, I knew it existed because I saw it when I was a kid. But right. when I was doing photography, there was not one random thought in my head of being like, oh, should I mess around with this film stuff? Like, no, nothing whatsoever. And then maybe four and a half years ago or so, I randomly realized that the 
the old Canon EF cameras from the from like the eighties, nineties, and two thousands. They yeah. were I noticed that all my digital lenses worked just fine on those cameras. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. And maybe I don't know if I was bored or what it was, but I went on eBay. I found a EOS 650 <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy this and see what happens. And I bought it and I was like, okay, the lenses obviously work, autofocus. You know, let me go, let me go buy some film. I, yeah. I didn't know what I was doing so much that I literally was buying slide film. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I went into the store and I was like, give me that one. I was paying like $7 for like Velvia or something, wow. which is crazy. crazy. I don't shoot slide film now. Uh, right, right, I literally right. don't shoot slide film now just because I'm just like, I can't be bothered. Right. It's too strict, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. And back then I started with slide film because I had no great. idea what I was doing. That's great. <laughs> I, lo- I love the stories like that because mine was sort of similar. I learned I learned on film, then switched to digital. And it was mm-hmm. digital, everybody all the time. Everybody was getting rid of their film stuff. And a friend of mine was just like, you should get a film camera. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like, I don't know why. And then now it's like, you know, we're obsessed. It's like, yeah. it's like that, that one like bug bite or whatever. And like your whole world has changed, you know, like it's crazy how it almost could have, it could have not happened, you know? Oh, 100%. It definitely could have not happened. I, I still don't understand how I went from like that first camera to like the 20 that I have now. Yeah, it, yeah. That first camera was my only camera for my only film camera for probably like two years. Oh, which I is crazy. That. Yeah. And then from two years till now, it just like, as I jumped right off the cliff. Boom. I feel like that's how it is with, with film photography. It's yeah. like, we're all in. <laughs> all, we're all in. I want to learn everything. Large format. I want to do, you know, <laughs> like all every last yeah. thing that we want to try and do. And I just think that's the, the best part of it all, you know? You know what part of me though? Like, I have a couple of friends who have been dabbling with digital. Like now it's almost like a, it's almost like a backlash. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's the word I'm looking for. But yeah, it's almost like they're, they're messing with digital now almost as a backlash. But yeah. <laughs> it's not, you know, not like a Sony a7 IV yeah, or something. Yeah. It's like maybe a Fuji X100V or an old digital Leica. You know, it's still, I think there's something about the way you use the cameras and, and kind of the, the, the pedigree behind the, the, the brand that makes people like this whole thing whether it's digital or film which is funny because sony and canon well i don't know about sony but canon has a ton of old film cameras but the digital ones like i could not be any any less interested i use it for my videos but that's <laughs> yeah. it yeah yeah <laughs> it's crazy because i was just on set and i have a mirrorless uh canon r system yeah i have the same one yeah and it's like i with that you sh- i don't even realize how much i'm shooting Especially yeah. when when you take the shutter sound out of the equation, yep. it's That's just a weird. <laughs> I mean, the, the, it's I'm the the viewfinder is different because it's digital, and then you, you're yeah. not hearing the sound. So sometimes I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and then I turn over the photos. They're like, Wow, you shot a lot. I'm like, Sorry. <laughs> no, I get that. But you know, with with you know, obviously film, it's like you're making a choice for each each frame which is like yeah. obviously the be- beautiful most rewarding part of it all but yeah it's it's weird with the digital stuff sometimes yeah i at my at my wedding party this weekend i, I had two separate photographers that's two completely separate events and uh they're all shooting digital so they shot like i was being photographed and i could just hear the click click click, click, yeah, click, click yeah, just yeah. like <laughs> rapid fire and yeah. i'm like this is kind of weird because I, I just i'm not used to the sound right. anymore you know right and then so obviously I brought my own film cameras because I was like, you I got have to, to take yep. some photos. Yeah, so around your neck, you had a little point and shoot. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, I had the point and shoot. I shot two rolls on the point and shoot, which felt like a lot. But yeah, you know, it's only yeah. That, and it was shot, it was rolls of 24. So it was 50 photos. It wasn't even that much. Yeah. And then for the before the party, we did a little portrait shoot outside and I, I rented a Pentax X7 from some local dude in Brooklyn because I wanted to bring mine, but that thing's too heavy. So I was like, no, I'm not bringing it. <laughs> yeah. But I shot one roll on that and I literally just developed that a couple hours ago. And, you know, I'm very happy with that one roll of 10 yeah. photos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's like the same thing with me. I shot one. I didn't even know if I finished the roll at the wedding. Cause I, I just wanted like cute mirror selfies of my husband yeah, yeah. and I, and like, I was like, babe, we got to come here. Like, come, come to our bedroom real quick. Like, I just want to take like five photos, but like, those are the ones that, I mean, we have all of our other photos in a frame too, but I'm of like course, so proud of like those photos that are in the frame. Yeah. Cause like I made, that was like an intentional thing that I did, you know? Exactly. So yeah, you'll treasure those ones more probably. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And, and I can't print the digital ones. Well, obviously I can, but you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not the way you want to do it. No. Yeah. I can't spend hours sweating in the bathroom <laughs> with the digital ones. It just doesn't work that way. <laughs> Man. Good it's it's stuff. funny. Cause I, I bought, it's like an old, old Nikon point and shoot at, at an antique mall recently and it's 
big and clunky and ugly and i think it's like six megapixels or something and i've been Ah. having so much fun shooting that it's it makes me feel like I'm shooting film, even though it is, and it only takes a two, the biggest card you can put it in, it's like two gigs or something like that, uh, so, okay. I mean, yeah, that's still like a thousand photos, but like, you still like, I don't know, it's just yeah, yeah. been fun, because I, I, I'm just so, I don't own a single digital camera anymore, I've got rid of yeah. all of them, even my little point and shoot that I was using just strictly for video, and just to have that thing yeah. again, where yeah. I don't have to develop the film right away, and... Because I've really been slacking on developing. It's just, I don't know, it's fun. And I feel like I wouldn't be in that mind state if I wasn't like an avid film. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I think being able to take some of the charm of of the analog process Mm -hmm. but still have the the convenience of not paying for developing and not that. I respect that. And I think that, I think it makes sense like why that feeling makes some people want to play with digital a little bit. But like I yeah. said earlier, you know, it, it's not going to be the latest and greatest $3,000 camera. Yeah. It'll be something significantly par- pared down or something that just operates the way a film camera does, but just gives you digital files. So Yeah, there's that, there's that Fuji, is it Pro? There's a bunch of them. The Fuji Pro 3. I'm going to mess it all up. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> but it, 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 it that one like kind of feels like a rangefinder. So I feel yeah, like yeah. If, if anything, Timothy, that would be like be the digital camera for yeah. you because it's like yeah. really feels good in your hands. Or that Leica has that one too. Isn't it like a 10 mm-hmm. oh, yeah. something, 10D or so, something that doesn't it's have a, a M10R, I think. Yeah. It doesn't have a, a like a uh, you know a screen on the back. Like oh, I, would, I see what you mean. I would love that one too. I mean, I'd I'd take anything like a you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. So, Ribsy, I want to talk to you about your film. Yeah. Sure. I do want to say <laughs> that I I love the mindset behind making it you know more f- environmentally friendly and making sure you got all the packaging and stuff. But mm-hmm. take us through how that all came to be. Sure, sure. I think just kind of talking motivation wise, I I don't know, I, I felt like I had this, or not had, but still have this great community that was always growing and I'm interacting with people and all that stuff. And I just, I was curious, like challenge myself, what else could I do that I'm not already doing? You know, we had a podcast, a YouTube channel, doing all this stuff on Instagram, meeting people like, you know, what else could I do to just, you know, leave my mark on this whole thing? And I thought creating a film would be a fantastic way to kind of add to, to this whole package. And to be honest with you, the, the product that I created and put out to market is not my ultimate goal. Mm. I think for me, that was more of a like test case to see, could yeah. I actually sell something that people would want to buy? And like, cause they're branding behind it. How, you know, how, how did this all work? And now that that worked, cause it, I mean, I sold out a film in three weeks. It was, wow. it was like wow. in an yeah. instant. That's awesome. Um, and I, I didn't have like 500 rolls. Like we had a couple thousand rolls and yeah. it was just gone. Dang. So, so yeah, I, I think for me, it was more about kind of proving a, a bit of a test case and then letting myself know that there actually is more that I could achieve here. Um, and obviously, you know, one of the clear themes here was the, the, the trying to move in a more environmentally conscious way. You know, I, I haven't reinvented the wheel. There's, there's nothing, you know, I haven't change the world either but right. <laughs> I, all i do know is that pounds of plastic were not thrown in the garbage because of yeah. me and that that alone like that was for me if i was going to do a step one that was step one right and plastic is is just not a great thing so i, it, I think that's pretty self-explanatory but but yeah i once i was once once this idea got in my head i kind of got obsessed with it and i was like let's get this done and it was interesting because I've, I've never really built a business in the past, but I've always been entrepreneurial in a lot of ways, which I think is why YouTube, like, gravi- I gravitate towards YouTube because of the fact that it kind of is like running a little mini business. Totally. I'm in full control. I do whatever I want. And, you know, putting out a film product was this same exact thing. So, of course, you know, we have to find someone to make film. And, you know, there's not that many people making film nowadays. Right. So the options were less, but I, I think we, we were able to find a really good kind of initial starting point, good connection. And then... Packaging-wise, that was completely custom. I didn't invent that either, obviously. Street Candy, for example, I think it was the first that I ever saw using that kind of packaging. And to me, once I saw that, I was like, this is a no-brainer. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So shout out to them for, for you know, opening their, their doors and, and talking to me about that. But then from there, you know, designing, um, ordering, putting up money. A lot of money was spent. A lot of money was made, but a lot of money was spent. Right. And ultimately, funny enough, the, the, the most labor-intensive part of the process was taking a roll of film 
and putting it into the recycled container. <laughs> yeah. That was I saw, done I saw one that by one. In your video was like, <laughs> yeah. man. <laughs> I literally want me and my business partner one by one. We had help Jeez. from his girlfriend too. Shout out to her. But yeah, that that was kind of it, it was actually almost therapeutic because it, it was the most labor intensive. That took probably eight hours, eight to ten hours across yeah. two days to do. Wow. Uh, but literally as corny as it sounds, like, you know, I was touching basically every single yeah, roll yeah. of film. That's oh, amazing. Yeah. The stuff the stuff that people bought, like it didn't just come from some, you know, distribution warehouse or right. whatever. Like I that was handled by me and my and my team. So it's not always going to be that way, let's say, assuming we scale massive. Of course not. But at least for that initial round, like I'll always have the memory of putting this together and then putting it out there in the world. And I'll admit to you, I was a bit worried about how this was going to be received. You know, I don't think anybody in kind of my shoes had done something like that before. And yeah, you know, it's the internet. The internet could be a very beautiful place and a very cruel place. But yeah, yeah, yeah. the reception was great. I think people kind of understood the, the energy and the motivation behind it. And like I said, this is just the beginning. Um, the product that we put out is, is a super V1. And I've got some some more like aggressive, more intentional plans to really try mm. to create something brand spanking new. I won't yeah. say more than that. But yeah, you know, I love it. That, that's, I'm putting that out into the world, let's say. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's like when you say it's sold out so quickly, it's just like, yeah. you know, a testament to the community that we all love so exactly. much. That, like they're here for it. You know, it's the best. They really are. No, I think that the energy behind the film community is is great. Um, like everything in this world, there's there's good and bad to it. But I honestly, I can, I feel like I can genuinely say that there is way more good than there is bad. And um, this is part of the reason why I decided, not even decided. This is part of the reason why I naturally like just put out so much content and started interacting with people because it just motivated me. People yeah. were all up in it, and I was like, wow, this is. It's almost like this vicious cycle of like the more I put out, the more people gave me good feedback, and it just kept going and going and going. And I don't know. If everyone stops being cool, then maybe I'll give up, yeah. but <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. No. no, not in this community. Definitely yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's a beautiful film, too. It's a. I mean, I'm glad that it sold out as fast as it did, but I'm kind of mm -hmm. bummed that I didn't get a I chance know. to we didn't shoot get, it. I know. I didn't get any. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's it, all it just, good. Yeah. Like your video, just seeing the examples that you posted of it, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm diehard black and white and seeing yeah, that, yeah. I was like, man, that is so pretty. Like, I love that hard contrast and exactly yeah just yeah. a good looking film yeah no we, we've got there's already more on order uh, oh, hopefully sweet. by cool oh yeah cool. yeah yeah for sure hopefully by the holiday season this year we're ready to start selling again assuming nothing crazy happens with supply chains and right. shipping yeah. and all that stuff but um but yeah no i i think i agree with you i think the look it, it almost i like i said i didn't have that many options but the little options that i had i kind of was like oh i really like this particular style and I shoot I shoot a good amount of black and white and I think my favorite black and white to shoot is on the streets. Just kind of like yeah. you know, you encounter yep. the world and you react to it and, and make images. So that particular film I think really adds a lot to the the kind of the, the formula without you having to do too much. And for me, I'm not I, I, I'm, I, there's a lot of people who have like their go-to stock and their go-to developer and their go-to like process for developing. Mm -hmm. totally. I'm not like that at all. So oh, wow. for me, I, I kind of just rely on, on whatever happens that day, whatever the film gives me, if I over underexposed accidentally, like I'll take all, I'll take it all. I, yeah. I, but yeah. I, the agency for me is in picking the film and shooting it and then using whatever random developer and whatever amount of time I decided <laughs> to use that day. Um, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm going to say control freak and I don't mean that in a bad way, but I just, I guess I'm not a perfectionist. Let's put it that way. I, yeah. I, I kind of enjoy the a little bit of recklessness when it comes to, you know, just analog photography in general. Dude, I, I totally relate to that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I, I, I noticed that in like one of your videos, you're like, maybe this came out, maybe it didn't. It'll be cool. It'll be fine. <laughs> I was like, I like that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, like overthink, it's funny. We overthink it all the time, you know? I just love that you were just like firing yeah, yeah. off the hip, you know? No, it's cool. I think, you know, I think part of what's great about analog photography is that there is stuff you need to do with your hands and with your mind and, yeah. you know, with equipment and, and tools and, and formulas. So you can choose to be as thorough as you want. And, and all the answers are right. There is no wrong answer at the end yeah. of the day. And I honestly, I do believe that. I know that sounds kind of like cheesy sometimes, but I truly believe it. And it's funny. I, I was when I was in New York, I met up with Lena Besanova, who many oh, of you might dude, know. Love her. Um, <laughs> she's fantastic. Uh, she, she inspired me a lot, especially when I was starting out. And obviously, it's still to this day. But 
she happened to be in town when I was in town. I was like, hey, we got to meet up. And we were hanging out with her and her husband, um, who's the, the who runs ADOX, the, the big film company. Oh, uh, I and, didn't know that. Dang, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so ultimately, we're talking about the, the Scala reversal film process kit that they have. Uh-huh. And it's funny, I, I made a video about it. And clearly, I messed something up because when I pulled the film out, the edges of my film where the where the film borders are on 35 millimeter, where the emulsion was just gone. Like I, oh. I, I completely wiped it and scratched it off. But the images themselves in the middle were still there, although maybe the borders were a little bit like, you know, raggedy. And I was like, so clearly I messed something up, but I still loved how it came out. Yeah, it looked really yeah. cool. And on Instagram, everybody's like, holy shit, that looks dope, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and then I talked to her and she's like, oh my God, you messed something up. I didn't, I didn't know where you messed up. And, and I'm just like, I'm like, listen, both sides of the equation are right. I love that she is very tactical and, and really loves doing things, you know, how she does it, um, especially with an eye towards like really clean, you know, finalized products. Um, I think I'm on the other side of that. For me, it's all about, you know, how satisfied I feel in that moment. And also, again, another cheesy thing, but like how much fun I had doing it. Yeah. Because uh, I'm not going to lie, like messing things up sometimes is just fun. It's, yeah. dude, it's like one of my favorite things of the whole, like I... I wouldn't have gotten some of my favorite shots if I wouldn't yeah. have messed some things up. And I, yeah. we do a developing night for our Patreon and, you mm-hmm. know, I, we, with the groups of people where, you know, everybody's got their own little way of doing things when we're, and it's like, Ooh, I always have this set to this. So the temperature never sways. I'm like, dude, I don't mess. I, I don't <laughs> care. Like I want it to look messed up, you know, not, I'm not <laughs> looking to make it all crappy, but yeah, if it yeah. comes out crappy, I'm like in the back of my head, I'm like, heck yeah, yeah. this is awesome. No, and, it, like, and that lends itself well to a lot of specific styles of photography. Yeah, I yeah. feel like street photography, part of the charm of it sometimes, in my case, in my photos, is like the extra kind of factor that this like imperfect process mm-hmm. adds to it. Yeah. Maybe that's not great for other things. Um, I don't use that as an excuse to say, oh, it's art. I, you know, yeah. some people, I think <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's one of the memes out now, right now where it's like, I, I forget, to, I won't quote it incorrectly, but ultimately like a lot of the imperfection like... Lot, like could be mistaken as like art, you know. It's like, mm-hmm. oh no, it, it's supposed to be. That's you know, my that style. Way. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I I don't want to solely rely on that. I'm not trying to like use that as my foundation. But my style is to not really care that much, and yeah, that's consistent. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's always love, been there. <laughs> and I love that you like you you posted it too, regardless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were, oh, of we're, course. We were talking about our development hang night. Do you remember, Timothy? I forgot to put the post. Yeah. On, on, <laughs> <laughs> to the to the the reel, uh-huh. and I was like developing. I looked in, was like I could see the film. Oh <laughs> no! And there was, of course, like a bunch of people on this Zoom, and I was like so embarrassed. I was like. <laughs> oh well oh well and like the whole role wasn't ruined thankfully and the ones that came out yeah. were like super moody like i did it on purpose yep. <laughs> yep. Like, yeah yeah so it was art okay <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is yeah and you yeah. know what like compare that to digital what can you do in digital that's going to make your photos look imperfect exactly you literally have to like go out of your way to it's mess true. them up right intentionally with photoshop and whatever the hell else yep you can't accidentally ruin an image right yep. You know, and I'm sure there are some random things that could happen, but you know, there it's just not the same. It's um, not, yeah. It's not like it at all. <laughs> you can't do that. digital soup, digital film yeah, soup. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, you 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 can try. I don't know yeah. if your camera's going to survive. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> digital oh, light leaks. Yep. Yep. Oh, <laughs> Open man. the back of the film, the digital camera. <laughs> the recent thing I learned, and going back to this, you know, film shooter shooting digital, uh, I think one of the first Leica digital cameras was like. The, the sensor was made by Kodak or something. Yeah. And uh-huh. Theoretically, it's supposed to emulate, I don't know if it's Portra or some other emulsion, but um, I, I thought that was really interesting because I didn't know that until like a couple months ago. And I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. But at the same time, it, to me, it sounds like maybe just like a convenient story to tell. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's always been so tough for me to to convert digital files. I look back at my digital stuff from like 2011 mm-hmm. and 2012 and stuff. And I'm like, I thought that looked like film, you know, like I thought mm-hmm. I was making it look like film. And it was just absolute way over processed trash and i'm like thank goodness i yeah took a step over to this side because that was not you know i was really trying to strive for that film look and and it is really hard you know there are people that do it 
really well. Like I could mm-hmm. never tell the difference between their shot and a film shot, you know, or a digital shot and a film shot. And I mean, technology is just crazy, but I, I, yeah. again, I think I said it a couple episodes ago or whatever, where I, I tried taking my Sony mirrorless camera and I was like, for one week, I'm just going to try to use this and see if I can actually do it. And sure. I, I couldn't come up with anything that I liked and it, even barely editing it, it still looked over edited. So I just, yeah. It's just not for me, unfortunately. It's, I, I, it's it's a talent in itself. I feel like yeah. to to be able to to edit digital images to where mm-hmm. I mean, not that they necessarily look exactly like film, but they just look pleasant. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, how out of the camera, they don't. To me, they're just very like stark to yeah. to like you know make them look whatever look that phot- photographer is going for. I think that in itself is like a whole nother s- skill set sure. that I just don't have. Yeah, editing. I think one of the things that makes me like film a lot is that I I tend to do a lot less editing. Right. Not because I'm like categorically against it or anything like that, but I invested so much time in in the other part of the process that by the end of it, I'm kind of exhausted. Where I just want to get <laughs> exactly. a scan. Yeah. Right. And you know, there's the whole idea of like, you know, unedited film doesn't exist. Like it just, I just, I don't believe in that, but I do, there is something calming and kind of like soothing for me to know that, okay, I did all these steps. I scanned it, you know, I cropped it very lightly. I maybe cleaned up some random dust and stuff like that, but I kind of, I use negative lab pro and I just kind of let the software do what it wants to do. And unless it looks really bad or if there's like an obvious color cast, I tend to just yeah. leave it. Yeah. And I think for me, there's a bit of closure in like ending there just because to have to have done all that physical work already to then, right. you know, spend all this time on the computer for something that that doesn't have a fine like a, an answer. Right. I, I feel like for me, you know, that's too much. And right. I get it. If you're if you're doing like, you know, if you if you let's say you're a professional photographer and you've got a specific look that you're hired for and all that kind of stuff, then potentially there you know, you really have to like ensure that you've got this consistency, but consistency in visual kind of appeal, let's say, it's just not a goal of mine in any way at all whatsoever. I think for me, consistency is about, and I don't mean like the definition of a consistency, I just just mean like how I apply consistency to myself. It's just more about consistently being out there, creating images, and then of course, having fun with it and making images that I actually like because i i do think being self-critical is is good in certain to a certain degree so you know, if i feel like i'm on a roll and doing things that i'm enjoying and, cre- and creating images that i like then i'm like all right this is this is what it's about but you know I'm, I, like i said earlier I'm, I'm neither extremely talented nor good looking so my <laughs> my like my sphere is, is much smaller and i guess i can get away with you know my definition of consistency no it works man i love yeah. that I, I can relate to that so much and i'm sure i'm sure people listening are like oh yeah. man totally, totally totally and plus like it's good to like not be tormented by that because mm. i feel of like of course yeah i i get a little tormented by that because i want i feel like i want my work to have a specific style so like i won't post something that doesn't really align with that you know gotcha. yeah you know like, yeah. like instagram just like lives rent free in photographers minds that's me 100% like if if it doesn't all look like it should be all together then I'm like I'm all bothered yeah Yeah. I treat I treat my YouTube and Instagram almost like a diary yeah where I I never I never had a diary growing up I just I I never did that but I feel like I assume that when people use diaries and write in them in a journal whatever you know there's no aim you know you 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 kind of evolve as you grow and get older and blah 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 so I treat Instagram and YouTube like that. I think there's more value in like talking about, so you know what captions on Instagram, I think are highly underrated. And I don't mm-hmm. mean like, you know, you put a Drake lyric behind your image. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, more like you actually, you know, talk about whatever the hell yeah. was involved in this whole. F- Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thing. Yeah. And that's what I'm I feel like that's I feel like where I give the most value on Instagram is whether I pose a question and kind of give my take on it or I describe what happened or whatever. I feel like that being consistent and talking through that is probably more effective than just having like a particular style on Instagram. And again, this is me. I think the, the role that I play is of like your average photographer, <laughs> not like, you know, anything else other than that. So, so yeah, I don't know. I, I feel you totally about like the pressure, but once I decided to kind of just treat this as a day by day journal diary kind of thing, that pressure is almost gone. And for me, like if I'm getting people commenting because of whatever I said and responding to me because of what I said, that's almost better than when people are like, oh, cool image or like, I love the picture or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I, it's given me a bit, a bit of peace, let's say, thinking yeah. about it that way. I love that. I love I, I wish I was uh, to get on a personal level. I, I recently started therapy in the last like three months. I've been doing some because it's time, you know, sometimes you just need yeah, to yeah. take take some yeah. time for yourself. I was already kind of on an Instagram hiatus like I had planned yeah. this big comeback, at, you know, after Christmas. I was like, I'm going to get back on it. I'm really going to go for it. And then yeah. just my 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 therapist that just sounds so crazy <laughs> my, therapist, right. my therapist <laughs> she was good. just like yeah. she was like D- if if it really brings you i was like it brings me so much joy you don't understand i love looking at people's work and i love the community aspect and and i really only have that on instagram like i'm an instagram person there's either like twitter people and instagram and like i just i i go on twitter to 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 see what the news is basically and instagram was like my see what my friends are doing type thing and it was just not not working for me and it was really creating a lot of stress and anxiety around my every day so yeah she was like disconnect log out of your instagram and i'm like well half my thing is my podcast on instagram so literally i'm only logged in to the podcast on instagram now like my account is just kind of like off in the void and i'll tell you the relief of that yeah is insane like yeah instead of getting i used to wake up because i mean if you have an iphone you know you get your 17 messages from instagram smashed into one little folder (laughs) and it's all like crazy comments suggestions and all that stuff and it was just too much with like the political stuff, the COVID yeah. stuff. And yeah, yeah. And it just, it, I can't tell you though, it's, it's a blessing, but I, I hear you guys talk about it and it's like, I miss it so much, but I don't know if I'm there yet. You know what I mean? I, sure. I don't know. Yeah. There's different ways. I, I, I'm obviously not a therapist, but I, what I would think is like, what you liked about Instagram seems to me like just being able to catch up with people and yeah. kind of see their work. Maybe there's other ways to, try to get some of that i mean it was it was it was flicker back in the day really yeah yeah, yeah. you yeah. know and there was no it wasn't really like a social media aspect of it it was just people sharing their work and the groups and exactly. the conversations and stuff like that flicker yeah. needs to make a comeback everybody let's get back on <laughs> flicker there's definitely an opportunity there i mean instagram has basically told all the photographers to fuck off yeah yeah, um, yeah. seriously yeah. So, there's that too there's, I mean, I'm sure there's there's a programmer in the community somewhere and a, and a bright mind who can come together and create something new yeah. and, you know, try to hit the, the big gaps that the photographers have currently. Because, yeah, I, 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 I love scrolling through and being able to catch up with what people are doing. But at the same time, they're just not making it easy. Right. Yeah. And all this other stuff is mixed into there that has nothing to do with mm-hmm. photography. So either you clean up your Instagram account and unfollow everything. And even then you can't because, you know, we're humans. So the right, same right, photographer right. has thoughts about whatever the hell's happening in the world. Right. Um, yeah. New app, I think, is the answer. Yeah. <laughs> Someone needs to do it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you like what, that. too. What, what really has been helping for me is 
I'm a big supporter of buying people's work when they put it out, you know, like totally. I always try to get people's zines yeah. or if a new book's coming out or something. So I would buy that stuff like during my heavy like Instagram phases of just being on there. Like I never took mm -hmm. the time to read the books that I wanted to read about the photographer biographies. And and I have so many zines and photo books that I've, you know, just skimmed through it when I got it and then just put it on the shelf. And right. lately I've just really been like digesting some stuff. And I've learned so much from that, that you don't you don't learn the cohesive body of work on Instagram, you see the one picture and it, of course it's probably one of your buddies or somebody you look up to. So you're going to like it. Hey, yeah. great shot, dude. Like, yeah. you know, and then you, that's it. When you really look at like a cohesive body of work, like a book mm -hmm. and see the time and like some of those projects are, this was my 25 years in the, you know, yeah, Sudan yeah. doing right, this. Right, with right, right. It's like, oh my God, that would be amazing. And it's really like honed in like some solid projects that I want to do in the future and made me take a look at I'm a I'm a a shooter, you know. I'll shoot a mailbox that looks cool. Yeah. Like I don't care, you know what I mean? And yeah. like yeah. I really want to try to work on doing stuff that's meaningful. Chris, you said it not that long ago. I think it was on Twitter like I want to do meaningful work that right. Right. something like that and I was like, "Hell yeah." Like I feel that too and film is not cheap, so I need to stop shooting it like a digital camera too and really kind of hone in on something special and yeah. and then get the release that that, you know. Yeah. Plus, I think yeah, it yeah. makes it it's all like obviously that much more meaningful. I mean, any any like physical thing that we whether it's a Polaroid or we make a print or, you know, anything that we can hold in our hands really takes it to the next level. Mm. And especially if you're being so intentional about, you know, you're not going to share it on said social media thing, but you're going to have it exclusively for a book. It just makes it even more like this is never before seen. Yeah. Which yeah. I, I really now that I think about it, Timothy, I really think that's that should be your next project i think it is yeah. that's, I'm, I'm on my way yeah i do miss it though you know like because you get you get i mean it's a proven fact you get like a euphoric rush from mm -hmm. sharing work and getting applause and pats on the back and shares and i would be like if this photo doesn't get a hundred hearts i'm deleting it like it just wasn't worth posting it and like i don't know i don't know how to rid myself of that because i know even now if i would post a photo and it didn't mm -hmm. do a hundred which is nothing you know what i mean compared to the big scheme of like right, everybody's right. you know 20,000 likes on stuff it's like but I shouldn't even be doing that because like you said you know it's like a journal and a diary like that's what I always used my Instagram for was kind of like a a quasi like portfolio journal this yeah. and that and it but think about like before all that stuff before Instagram before Flickr yeah. When I first started shooting, I was 17. And like mm -hmm. yeah. those yeah. endorphins or dopamine or whatever I got was from walking upstairs from my darkroom and being like, look, I made this. Yeah. Like yeah. And people yeah. being yeah. like, that's crazy. That's so cool. Like it, it exists outside of the sure. instant gratification of, of all that. So you just have to kind of like figure out and navigate Definitely. where where you're going to. I think like gallery shows, books, like all that stuff is yeah. really like. Where that's that where where the secret lies there, I think. Yeah, I, to get out of your head. Definitely, printing printing is definitely one of those things because when you print, for the most part, you're like unless you scan it and then upload it to Instagram, like no one's gonna see this on like some digital mass scale like exactly. platform. Yeah, so that becomes irrelevant. Like how right. many likes you get on your print that literally doesn't exist. Exactly. What what becomes relevant is you holding it and looking at it and be like, damn, I like that. Right. Yeah. And then you showing it to your friends or your loved ones or whoever and then being like, damn, I like that. That is is completely different from what you get Definitely. on Instagram. So yeah. I think maybe for you and for others that are feeling the same way, like there's different ways to interact with your photography, whether it's a book, you can make digital prints of your, of your you know, mm -hmm. analog photos. Or of course you can do darkroom prints. All of that stuff adds all this extra value that literally has nothing to do with Instagram, like yep. at all. There's no, there's no likes. There's no like, and even if everybody was doing it, you know, you can't compare yourself to the next person because what are you going to yeah. compare it to? Right. Yeah. Nothing. There, there's just it doesn't exist. So, yeah, I think it, it, and that's more of the beauty of film photography is that you can really interact with your images in a lot of ways that doesn't that's have so to true. do with yeah. with Instagram. Whereas with digital. Of course, you can still print them, but it's kind of your only option. Yeah. You know, with, you can start shooting Slyphone, for example, and, and project it on a slide there you uh, go. projector. Like, there's there's definitely different things. You can switch to instant film, which really takes things to a different place. Totally. Oh, I'm, 
Dude, I'm um, obsessed with instant film. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I just got the Lamography uh craft lock back. Yes, yeah, all that uh, video. It's so good. It's it is a lot of fun to use. And is and that- there's a challenge there because the film itself is like you can't my usual style doesn't really work that <laughs> well with, with yeah. the uh the Instax. So it forces me to be a bit more attentive. But even then, the beauty of of like getting what you get is still like really cool. So yeah, I, I think that's the I think that's one of the answers. I don't have all the answers, but one answer is no, like great. I love it. Just yeah. try to do things that you can interact with in ways that do not involve Instagram. Totally. There's all kinds of photography related things you can do. And I don't know. I, I think that might be why I, I, I feel pretty good generally because I can balance those things out. YouTube is a nice one because obviously there's video views and likes and whatever, but I don't know. It, it almost doesn't hit the same way as Instagram. Instagram feels almost more like like reachable. Like it, it almost feels like it's more in your, I mean, it literally is in the palm of your hands, but right. <laughs> you, you, I don't know. You, when you post something, it's almost like you're expecting like, of course, you know, I'm going to get this number of likes or whatever. Whereas on YouTube, like, I don't know, it just feels almost more irrelevant. Uh, right. And maybe that's just for me. I don't know. But I, I put it out there. And once it's out there, it's out there. And, that's it. You know, that's it. Like, yeah. whatever. <laughs> you're not going to put all that work into the video and then delete it afterwards. Like, yeah, that's, no, you're, you're right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Speaking of zines and books, Ribsy, do you have any plans for something like that? Uh, I definitely don't have any plans. You know, I've definitely had random thoughts because I feel like everyone has a thought at one point or another. I don't know. I it's definitely not something I'm like like meaningfully interested in. Definitely not right now. But I think it's a it's a cool idea. And if I were to do it, I feel like I'd want to do it well. Yeah. What that means, I'd have no idea what that yeah. means. Yeah. But I, you know, so a lot of people focus on doing something that's meaningful or something that's specific to a topic or you know things that are a bit more organized. And I just my photography just isn't that way. Like I I have twenty different cameras, and I honestly I use most of them. You know <laughs> yeah. that yeah. changes that changes what kind of images you create. Totally. Yep. I don't have a specific film stock that I'm like obsessed with, so I'm always messing around. And then I make content online, which really compels me to like think outside the box and like try to hit a lot of different places. So to focus on one thing and do that for a long time before putting a work together, that would take a lot of time away from the other stuff, which I'm definitely enjoying. Like, I don't, there's no void that I need to fill. There is part of me does think that like, oh, like you're not a real photographer or a serious one unless you, you know, create this project or something. And, you know, that's not a healthy thought. No. Especially in this modern day and age. Like, what does it mean to be a legit photographer? Like that is just different from what it meant, you know, 15 years ago to what it meant 50 years ago. Like the internet matters and, you know, what you put out there is more than just the actual images. Some people hate that. Some people hate the fact that like you can get well, you can become well known without creating yeah. amazing work, whatever that means. And then other yeah. people hate the old guard and think, oh, you know, the old guard is too closed off and restricted. It's 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 this weird tension. And I'm curious like how that will evolve because it kind of just sways back and forth depending on, you know, the time of the year or something. I don't know. <laughs> right. Uh, but so but it is it is a weird tension that like it's not hurting me. It's not causing me anxiety or anything, but it's definitely something that I think about from time to time. Like which one matters more? Do they even matter? Can they both coexist? Um, is one just as valuable as the other? Like I have I don't know the answer, but I, I haven't discounted one. I think that's important though. Like the the new generation of I, I don't want to call them YouTube photographers, but you know, the content people in photography and I, I think that's such yeah. a vital thing right now. And it will come down the line too of just to show twenty years from now if if those videos are still well, I'm sure there will be. There'll be like a way back machine that we can all watch this stuff later in time. But <laughs> yeah. It's I wouldn't have got and how many people wouldn't or like have gotten into this because of people that make content on YouTube about this. And yeah, and what you said, though, too, it is so tough to juggle like your personal work and be a Uh content creator on film photography because you're it's just really tough. You're like, I want to show this camera, but the camera might not have anything to do with the project that you're working on. But you got to do and it's a process. You got to develop the film. You got to scan the film. You got to You know, it's it's tough to put, you know, that's kind of what made me kind of chill out on doing it for a while because I really wanted to get back to me, you know, and yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the other thing is like as a photographer, like you can do a lot of different things. And like maybe historically, a lot of the the great photographers created amazing work. But then, you know, what value did they give to the community other than their work? They don't have to. I'm not saying like you need that to be great. But in this day and age, there's this whole kind of complete other direction you can come from where the value you give is 
how you get yeah, your access. It's yeah. how you start to build up, you know, your name and whatever. And then maybe you choose to one day pause that and then use that attention for something specific. But like, it's not even about who's great and how do you become great. It's just about like, who's actually doing stuff. And you right. could be doing stuff as someone who, who doesn't talk to anybody and just creates amazing work and stays quiet. Or you can be doing stuff as someone who's constantly talking to people and, and teaching and inspiring and, you know, all that stuff. There's there's a lot to it. And I, maybe I'm saying this because I'm on one side of that <laughs> coin. But yeah, I, I have zero ambitions or intentions or even like like have the I, I think I have the humility to not even think that like there's any consideration yeah. of me being great in any way. That's not at all what I'm saying. But I don't appreciate when when like the foot that some people leave with is being like, oh, look at these you know, internet photographers, like that's not even what it's about, you know, exactly. We'll be right back with listener question for Ribsy right after this message from our sponsor. Support for Analog Talk comes from Polaroid. Use the promo code ANALOGTALK10 on your first purchase on film at Polaroid.com. Real quick, just wanted to let you guys know that you can hang out with Chris and I on our Develop and Hang Nights by joining our Patreon. It is a $5 tier once a month we develop some film we have some fun we laugh we you know we share secrets we share tips and tricks it's just a good time it's a fun time to hang out and like i've said before patreon is the best way to help support the show if that sounds like something you're interested in head over to patreon.com analog talk thanks guys All right, guys, this is part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from Naeem Douglas, and they want to know, who is your favorite photographer? And then there's the, why is it Naeem Douglas? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, who's your favorite photographer? Uh, No, no. Yeah. That's dope. No, shout out to Naeem. Um, I'm I'm definitely going to put him on right now. (laughs) Basically, uh, he's one of the homies from New York. I actually chilled with him a couple times when I was back in the city last week. And I think one of the great things that I've learned from watching him do his thing, he does a lot of street Mm. portraits and it's a lot of um, kind of interactive portraits, meaning he'll go up to somebody and say, hey, you know, I love what you're wearing and the light is really nice where you're standing. Can I get a photo? The, the amazing thing is kind of twofold. One is he, he has a career in journalism. Oh, so yeah. talking to strangers in the streets was literally his job. Oh, easy. For worse yeah. reasons, you know. <laughs> Someone gets murdered, he has oh, to go geez. to the scene yeah. of the crime and, and talk to, to people who definitely don't want to talk to him and definitely not on TV. <laughs> right. But he got it done. So I guess, you know, some of that experience lends itself to walking up to strangers that have nothing to do with a murder yeah. in the street and asking them for their portrait. And I think the other thing that's that's interesting is when he does get a rejection, the way he takes it in stride and just keeps it moving, like it, it's almost it's almost not even something to commend, honestly, right. because it just has zero effect on him. And it it, it really like we were saying, it shouldn't. It should just be like, okay, cool, never yeah. mind. Like, thanks anyway. But a lot of us, because I don't know, I'm shy. So if somebody tells me no, I'm yeah. like, well, I just guess I'll go home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna be done for today. My you know? tail, my yeah. tail but, will be between my legs. <laughs> yeah, but I like love that, and that's like kind of like words yeah. to live yeah. by, you know? No, it really is, and like it, ultimately, that no is completely meaningless. Like all you've done is ask someone for a photo. That's it. Plus, it has nothing to do with you. Like no, that's they don't want the picture taken. Move yeah. on, you know. Don't take it so personal. Exactly. I know it's it's easier said than done, but like, you know, like me personally, I I wouldn't say I get like completely phased by a no, but it doesn't, it still has like at least a soft sting. It doesn't stop me from continuing and doing it again, but I'm not at the point where Naeem is at, where it really just kind of rolls off, you know, off the top and you keep it moving. So I commend them for that. That that's something that I think we should all aspire Man, to. Do. For sure, absolutely. So, who's your favorite photographer? You know what? I hate this question because <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I I really don't yeah. have one, and yeah. part of I think most of it has to do with just like ignorance, and I mean that in like a good way. Like I didn't study mm. photography. I I don't know who the greats are. I don't own photo books. I just you know I, it's just not how I've interacted yeah. with photography, yeah. and I don't think I ever will. And then the other side of that is I think what I'm more gravitate towards is like kind of like styles and time periods and that kind of thing. And for me, without question, kind of the style, genre, time period that of photography that I love the most is the late 90s, early 2000s, Um, specifically in the hip hop community. I think that time period, first of all, I lived it. You know, I was alive during it. I experienced it like not through photography, but like just kind of day to day life living in New York City and kind of just, you know, growing up in the U.S. and everything. But then, you know, looking back, 
I digested all those videos. I digested all those, you know, uh, like images and stuff. And now that I look back on, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like they take on a mm. whole new meaning and a whole yeah. new life because of, you know, how the images are created, what camera was used, you know, the lighting and, and the film stock and all that stuff. And that was kind of, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, now I'm really speaking out of turn because I don't know these things to be facts. But in my head, that was like the golden age of, of yeah, 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 yeah. it wasn't declining. Yeah. It wasn't declining right. yet. Everything was kind of at its height. The technology was still advancing theoretically at that time. And it was kind of the, the tip of the, uh, not the tip of the iceberg, but like kind of the last round before right. you know, mm-hmm. digital really started to do its thing. So there's something really special about that. It's almost like film photography's most like strong version of itself. In the history, theoretically. And uh, yeah, the the, the hip hop aesthetic, when you combine those two kind of facts, it just really does it for me. And I said I don't own photo books. That's kind of a lie. I own two, technically. Uh, One of them is Contact. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I have it too. um, I have it too. And like that, that just summarizes it all for me. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) Yeah, great answer. I like that. I like that aspect of things. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I like how you didn't pinpoint it to one specific person. It was kind of like an era era of photographers, you know? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And and that that era like probably has more no-name working successful photographers than any era. Like all those images were created by a ton of photographers. And, you know, like in this version of film photography that we have now, you know, you hear the same names over and over again. Right, right, right. Um, all those people who were who made careers out of it probably will never know who they are. You right. might recognize some of their images, but you know, they kind of exist yeah, in anonymity. It, that's such a like an interesting thing to think about. Especially because like back then, if you were a photographer, it meant that you had a specific set of skills that not everybody yeah. on the street had. So exactly. now we all it's like in our it's in our phone like it's in our pocket. So like Yeah everybody's making work like if i'm the photographer on set somebody will get a shot with their phone they might use that instead you know yeah back back then like you were the guy or girl like that was exactly and you were hired because i they don't i don't know not everybody knew how to do photography it was like really a a thing you know so yeah i uh i love looking at that time period too for sure that'll we'll never have that again or at least not not in this gone (laughs) not in this era of technology maybe Maybe another technology will come out where the skill set is so valuable that not everyone can do it. But right now, I mean, there's there's so much information out there. Yep. There's so many great tools. Right. And potentially the consumer has also like sh- like taken some of the value away. That's the part I don't want to argue because that part we can uh-huh. get real yeah. deep. But right. like photography theoretically isn't as meaningful in a lot right. of ways as it used to be. And so, you know, it's just very different. But But yeah, that's my era. Okay, I, yeah. I think about it all the time, and it's and it's a, it's just something we'll we'll never, unless I time travel, we'll never get it <laughs> <Yeah>. back. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna pull out the book Contact High after we are done yeah. here today. Just oh so yeah, I yeah, definitely. Revisit. Yeah. All okay. right. So part part two our our two part question our camera question, and the first part usually is pretty hard for everybody. Or sometimes there's people that are like, oh no, this is it. <laughs> But it's the yeah. uh, the age-old desert island camera. You can only choose one. It's your ride or die for the rest of your life. Uh, what and why? Sure. Uh, if we're on a desert island, which implies no access to like electricity, <laughs> then it, it definitely has to be one of my non-battery operated cameras. If we're going 35 millimeter, it'll probably be one of my Canon mm. rangefinders. Yeah. The, the 7 is the one that I have the most love for, but I recently finally started using the P that I bought like yeah. four months ago. And, you know, I, I, I just, I love using the cameras. And, and honestly, I'm talking about the camera there, but shout out to the lens because the lens that I have on there is the, the, the Jupiter 12, the 35 yeah, millimeter, yeah. whichever one that is. And like, I memorized the lens. Like, when you talk about your focus throw and zone focusing and all that, like this one, I memorized it. So yeah. that's the one for 35 millimeter. Um, for medium format, it's got to be one of my folding cameras. Oh, interesting. Um, my favorite one, right? Well, the one I use the most now is the Agfi Select 3. Love it. Great camera. It's beautiful too. But honestly, any any folding camera would probably do as long as there's no batteries. Definitely. Man, folding cameras are so, um, they're tough to find. Just yeah, so they're underrated. so underrated, and they're tough to find like really good ones when you're just kind of out thrifting and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But I have, I think I have a Zeiss folder that is just mm-hmm. sweet. It's awesome, and it's they're just like what an awesome design. It's compact. It's yeah. just just awesome. Yeah. It's a perfect blend of design yeah. and beauty or aesthetic, whatever the whatever the phrase is. But like, I'm no engineer, but they that's pretty yeah, damn cool, sure. and they look cool. Yeah, as yeah. yeah, no, one hundred percent, man. So part. Oh, I was go wondering. Ahead, go ahead. Oh, so I was, I was like, I was wondering, if, I'm like, I wonder if he's going to say the, the Canon rangefinder. I feel like that's going to oh, be Oh, yeah, yeah. 
I, lo- I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, I mean, talk about underrated. That's another one. I think- Seriously. I think it'll be less underrated pretty soon. Yep. But the good news is there's so many of them yeah. out there, especially yeah. at, like the P, like they made too many copies of that camera. So theoretically, prices shouldn't be that insane. We'll see. Theoretically. Yeah, they're not that bad. Yeah. I, I got one <laughs> over last summer uh, when I was going through my massive rangefinder phase and it yeah. was, I think I spent like 230 bucks or something on it, which for oh, yeah, yeah. a yeah. solid- Solidly built it. camera like that, like yeah. no yeah. brainer. I always, I always thought they were so pretty. I just never pulled the trigger. They on are. One. They're gorgeous. Yeah. 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 All right. So the second part of the camera question is the white whale camera. Is there anything that you've been lusting after that you just you know, you haven't had the chance to get your hands on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all have. You know, the, I feel like everyone has kind of some some of the similar things mm. in their head, but. This one, I feel like is not at the top of everybody's list, but I feel like it should be. Um, For me, it's a medium format camera. It's the, well, I guess there's two names for it. (laughs) Someone else can probably explain what the deal is, but it's the Fuji GF670 slash Voigtlander Bessa 3. And that camera, at least the Fuji version, is basically theoretically a modern film camera. Um, It was, I think they stopped making it uh, in the 2000s, like 2006 or 2004, something around that time. So it's got a lot of bells and whistles and it's it's almost like it's, you know what I mentioned earlier about how film photography kind of reached this max yep, potential yep. in uh-huh. the 2000s. I feel like this camera kind of exemplifies that, especially for a folding camera because it is a folding camera. It's not tiny, but it is a folding camera. You can kind of store it away, you know, pretty easily. It's got bellows. Apparently the lens is just extremely yeah. sharp and beautiful and, you know, does all this stuff. And it's an F3.5 lens on the Fuji one, which for medium format is especially for six by six, six yeah. by seven, which this camera can do both, is, is really legit. But the best part is it's got the rangefinder's coupled. So uh, you just put it up to your face, you know, look through the, the little viewfinder and you're good to go. That is massive. That's that like there's other ones obviously that exist that are older that do a lot of these things, but this is the most modern version of it and I want it. <laughs> and it honestly it's I expensive. It. But it yeah it, it like I feel like it almost makes sense why it's yeah. expensive compared to a lot of other cameras that are just like there's too few of them out there and people are just too thirsty mm, for them. Right. Um, this just, you know, this just feels like a, a kind of a, almost like a Leica, Leica style, you know, design and like kind of hitting that peak of, of technological and engineering advancement, but for yeah. medium format. So anyways, I'll stop blabbing <laughs> about it, but that's the one. I've never even seen it in person. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, um, I, I've like, yeah, I was going to say you don't see those out very often. No, no. Yeah. I think maybe they just feel more delicate than a Leica because of yeah, the bellows, bellows and all that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I've never seen it. Literally never. And I don't know if I ever will unless I go buy I was, one. <laughs> I was going to say, Chris, we did see it at the Padilla. Uh, Neil, yeah, Neil Wainwright, right. he had one. Neil had one. I think he actually yeah. like broke it or something too at the end of the oh. week. It, like had something happen. Neil, I'm sorry if I'm mistaken or even bringing it back up. Yeah. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry. But <laughs> <laughs> I think he, I think it's okay now. I, I forget. But just just seeing yeah. it though was like it's it's another yeah. one of those work of arts. It's like it is like holding like a Leica or you know something along yeah. those lines. That's just the epitome of photography. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, and I would use the crap it, yeah, out of that exactly, camera. Yeah, like, exactly, 100%. That's the thing. I, I, I'm i definitely not the kind of person. It's almost like sneaker people and camera people. Like, they buy shoes and cameras Shelf just them. to look at yep. them and to have mm-hmm. them. It's so and you know true. what? Like, it's not my money, so whatever. <laughs> I'm not judging. But when I buy stuff, like, I'm, I fully have the intention of using it. And not only do, would I use that medium for my camera, but it scratches two itches for me. One is I like folding cameras for going hiking and for traveling yeah. just because of the mm-hmm. portability. So that's obviously there. But then the other side of it is I usually don't use folding cameras, or at least the ones that I have for anything else, because they're a bit cumbersome, especially for portraits and things like that. They're not ideal, at least not in my head. I have other cameras that I think are suited or better suited. This one has the coupled rangefinder. Um, and it's got that great lens. So it works fantastic yeah. for portraits. Again, I've never used it, but in my head, at least right now, the formula is there. So I would take this camera basically everywhere. And I would. This is like your real white whale <laughs> yeah. here. You like, this no, is like. No, it really is. You're dreaming about there. it. Yeah. You... I'm going to buy it one day. The beauty of it is I don't think it's been going up in price at all just because like the demand maybe yeah. isn't there. It just costs a lot because it costs a lot. Right, right, right. It Actually, I think it costs the same price that it costs, you know, when it came out, maybe adjusted for mm-hmm. some inflation. But 
Um, I think that's why it's expensive because it it's always been expensive. So I'm going to get one one day. I'm definitely going to get it. But I think I think I won't get one until I accidentally come across one and get to hold it. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, <laughs> then it's really over. It. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Both great, great answers. Answer. Yes, yes. Yeah. Cool, cool. Ribsy, this has been great. I this is like you're gonna kick off our our comeback yeah. to uh, nice. to our show. So this was this is beautiful. Where can everybody check out the channel, Instagram, all that stuff? Of course, yeah, yeah. I think Ribsy is the name on basically everything now. Um, R I B S Y. So look that up on Instagram, YouTube. Um, and then I do have a podcast, which is attached yep. to the, the new classic brand. So if you search uh, new classic film photography podcast on wherever you do podcasts, it should be there. Um, just like you, I did take a slight bit of a hiatus just because <laughs> yeah. one man show and I had a lot th- a lot yeah, to do in the last yeah. two months. So now that now that a lot of that stuff is completed, um, I've got a couple of things in the bank that I'm looking to release. So definitely nice. go check out the podcast. Yeah. Um, I love talking to people. I love uh, just kind of digging into people's heads, and we've got a very wide range of guests, similar to your podcast. So yeah, I think there, there's a lot to appreciate there. There's a lot of new things to discover, and kind of just new things to hear and see. Awesome. Amazing, Timothy. Where are you, guys? You can head over to Instagram, even though I said I don't use it <laughs> anymore. <laughs> and uh, that's at Timothy Makeups. Uh, you see a bunch of my work there, and uh, I have a link tree that links to pretty much everything else that I do on there. But I do have some older YouTube videos too that are film photography related. You can just go to the search bar, type in Timothy Makeups, you'll find a whole bunch of my stuff there. Chris, where are you? I am Chris B. Photo on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We're Analog Talk pod on twitter analog talk podcast on instagram and we have a facebook page and a group and we also have a patreon yeah. too yeah awesome rizzy oh my heart is full yeah. this is like we love doing this and this was this was a good one Hell so thank yeah. you thank you thank you of course you got it great all right guys we'll see you next time bye, bye. all right first off we want to thank ribsy for coming on the show long time coming so glad we finally got the chat with you we love what you're doing your youtube channel is great i love that you're you know you're doing the film thing we totally love what you got going on such a good time such a great conversation and a great and again it was great getting to meet you guys that's going to take us to patreon head over to patreon.com analog talk for just a buck you can get the show two days early we're also doing our development hangs we're going to be doing patreon only exclusive stuff uh, we're actually in the process of revamping patreon so keep an eye out for that also wanted to throw in there we're doing our annual holiday four by six print exchange uh chris we, chris and i we do it every year We usually try to get a couple guests that have been on the show to participate and you know, it's just a way to share our work with the world. So check that out. There'll be links below for that. Feels great to be back. Chris and I are super excited. We, we took a little bit of a break and we are pumped to be back. We we definitely have a fire lit and we can't wait to roll out a bunch of new shows with you guys. So we hope you're still shooting and carrying on and having fun and keeping this film thing alive. And we will see you next week with an all new episode. Later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.